Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 158 of We Got This with Mark and Al, recorded live at Pensacon with special guest Steve Agee. I just want to take a second to thank all of the people uh, behind the scenes at Pensacon, everybody at the Rex Theater, all all the folks who helped us pull off a great live show. If you haven't been to Pensacon, it's going to be next year. You already missed it this year, but next year it is going to be happening again in February in Pensacola, Florida. It is such a fun time. I cannot recommend it enough. So go check it out, pensacon.com, to get all the info on it. And I also want to thank the person who suggested our topic for today, who I did not get to mention. It was Craig Domrez, who was the person who suggested Best Bill Murray Movie. So thank you, Craig. Apologies for not having your name at the tip of my tongue when we recorded the episode. But for now, please sit back and enjoy episode 158 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all, Best Bill Murray Movie. That's right, don't worry everyone, we got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Wow. What is up? Oh. You know, hello, Madison Square Garden. Mark, we, we do so many of these live shows. I'm always just blown away by the crowd reaction. I know. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, it's amazing and unprompted. Yeah. Thank you guys all for being here. Uh, thanks to, thanks to Pensacon for having us. We're very excited about our show today. Uh, we are, we are discussing our topic. Do you have a, who, are, who our topic came from, Hal? I don't, but they'll get a shout out later. Yeah. You know who you are if this you know topic who you are. came up. Um, Today we are going to be be discussing that topic that you sit in bars and diners in the middle of the night discussing and arguing, what is the best Bill Murray movie? Right? That's right. Are you guys fans of Bill Murray? Sure. But we have reinforcements. That's right. Uh, we'd like to welcome our very good friend, Mr. Steve Agee, to join us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve hey. Agee. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, you're right here. Star, star yeah. of stage and screen, Steve Ag is going to sit right here on the floor. Yeah, I'll no, take, we gave you the big. Uh, I'll the big, take the couch. Yeah, that is Davenport. That is generous. I'll take the Davenport. Ooh. The Davenport. Yeah, you I have like a that. full love seat to yourself. <laughs> Get comfy. <Ooh>. So, <laughs> what's your least favorite argument that you have settled on this show? Ooh, the least, least favorite that you're like, oh, that was favorite. a worthless episode. <laughs> I'll tell you the one I thought was going to be a worthless episode that I put off for a year, uh, which was, should chili have beans or not? Ugh. And I was like, <laughs> Hal kept pitching this, and I was like, Hal, nobody cares if chili has beans. Nobody cares if chili has oh, beans. Oh, yeah, they do. And he was like, go on the internet. And I went on the internet, and apparently... People get in real fights about that. One of my favorite restaurants in LA is called Chili John's. Uh-huh. They only serve chili. And it's one of, I mean, it's one of my favorite restaurants ever. It's the oldest restaurant in Burbank. And, um, whenever I tell people, Oh, you got to go to Chili John's, they're like, is that beans in it? <laughs> people really do care yeah. about beans or no beans. Do they do multiple different kinds of chili? 
Or is it just like the menu? No, is no, one it's item? vegetarian, beef, chicken, turkey. Ooh. You can get it on beans. You can get it on spaghetti. You can get it on a hot dog. You Cincinnati can get it on style. Rice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is Skyline the, chili. Is that the place where it's just like one big counter? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've been there before. It's really good. I went, I had like a voiceover workshop and I went and got super spicy chili beforehand. You and like it, it ruined my voice, but it was way worth it. See? <laughs> Did you get beans in your chili or not? No, I didn't. Oh. At the time, I was anti-bean, but now I've kind of come around. Okay. You're not how you're not allowed to come around to beans because we determined on the show that there are no beans in chili, and it's once and for all for all time. As this show, everything that we decide is permanent forever for all people. That's right. <laughs> Screw those beans. Yeah, I hate beans so much. Yeah. Also, whatever we decide today, you're not allowed to watch any other Bill Murray movie ever again. Oh, yep. and it's Garfield Two and Tale of Two Kitties. Enjoy, everybody. Yep. Uh, um, we're not here to talk about chili. We're here to talk about uh, Bill Murray movies. Steve Ag, uh, tell us your relationship with the uh, canon of Bill Murray films. I was a huge fan of Bill Murray right from Saturday Night Live. I loved Bill Murray. One of my all-time favorite movies, and it is not even in the top ten now was Meatballs uh, from the 1979, I believe. And uh, Matt Gorley from the Super Ego podcast and myself used to like regularly sit down and watch Meatballs. We love that movie. And then one day we were watching it. Matt just like had this revelation. He turned to me. He goes, if you knew a guy like this in real life, you would avoid him like the plague. He's like always on all like never serious always trying to be funny kind of rapey in that movie and he was like yeah if this guy came to a party you'd be like i think i'm gonna go (laughs) murray's here i'm out of here and it kind of ruined the movie for me i'm like oh yeah Please don't ruin every one of these Bill Murray movies because we do have to pick one, though. I don't think I can ruin many other Bill Murray (laughs) movies. I I love most of his stuff. Um, so we, we, we get to our, we get to our final decision on this show in, uh, myriad ways. Uh, sometimes we do tournaments, sometimes we do, uh, we'll, we'll break it down by decades. Uh, but we were talking backstage and we determined that because you are our guest, uh, a, a great way to do this because yeah, maybe maybe we'll get the silver and bronze medalist strong sometimes, but our gold medalist is is always uh is an indisputable. And I am going Ooh, to go sucks. and assume that the gold medalist uh of the Bill Murray movies is going to be on your top ten list that you mentioned that you I have. I would assume. So I the think the top five might be questionable. Sure. Because I do have a top five as well, but the top ten I think it would definitely be in. So I think that uh in the interest of not making this ten hours long, right? We will we'll uh, just pick right now. And we, we'll just <laughs> pick and say bye. No, we we will we will focus on those uh those ten films. Does that sound uh sound like a good idea? Yeah, I I want to hear the ten. I'm oh, I'm man. so okay. I have a lot of faith in Steve that that my There's personal two that I left out of the top ten that all right are also. Do you want to start with those? What were the two? The that two you I left, left out? out were Ed Wood and Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But they were they were in the running. Sure, they're both great films. Okay. You Before we get started with this list, I'm going to just run down very quickly uh, and see how fast we can do it because you know I like to do this. How? Go ahead. Every single movie Bill Murray has ever been in. 
All right. Oh, there's a, there's starting literally a countdown with the first clock right there. Start, starting meatballs. Starting with meatballs. It goes starting in 1979 and going all the way up through 2018. We have meatballs, Mr. Mike's Mondo Video, Where the Buffalo Roam, BC Rock, Caddyshack, Stripes, Tootsie, Ghostbusters, Nothing Lasts Forever, The Razor's Edge, Little Shop of Horrors, She's Having a Baby, Scrooged, Ghostbusters 2, Quick Change, What About Bob, Groundhog Day, Mad Dog and Glory, Edward, Kingpin, Larger Than Life, Space Jam, The Man Who Knew Too Little, Wild Things, With Friends Like These, Rushmore, Cradle Will Rock, Hamlet, Charlie's Angels, Osmosis Jones, <laughs> The Royal Tenenbaums, Speaking of Sex, Lost in Translation, Garfield, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Broken Flowers, The Lost City, Garfield 2, The Darjeeling Limited, Get Smart, City of Ember, The Limits of Control, Get Low, Zombieland, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, Passion Play, which made $3,000 at the box office, Moonrise Kingdom, Hyde Park on Hudson, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III, The Monuments Men, The Grand Budapest Hotel, St. Vincent, Dumb and Dumber 2, Aloha, Rock the Casbah, The Jungle Book, Ghostbusters, the new one, and Isle of Dogs. That is a complete list of the films of Bill Murray. You did that very well and left yeah. out all the TV and everything. That was uh Well, look, this I is mean, to, this is thanks movies, to Kate McManus, our researcher. Yes. That's good. Um, so now, if you will, in, I'll read it in no particular order in no so particular as not order. to sway you guys. Great. Sure. Um Tootsie, Ghostbusters, Lost in Translation, What About Bob, Scrooge, Stripes, Zombieland, Kingpin, Rushmore, and Groundhog Day. Those are my top ten. That is a that is a great list. My uh oh Your I favorite's not in that no, list? No, it's on there. Okay, good. It's on there, but it wasn't there until the back half. So I that was like the tensest I've ever That's been. That's why I did it in no order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hearing a list of Bill Murray movies, I never thought I'd feel that tense. Like <laughs> Is he gonna say please say my favorite? Also, that was, uh, that was really rapid fire for something that you were adjusting the order of on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I wanted to throw you off a little bit. I feel you. Um, let's start. There's one that I want to start with, uh, because I think this leads into the discussion of what exactly we're determining here. Uh, and I want to start with Tootsie. Tootsie is a fantastic movie. I loved it. Great movie. Um, here's a, a, f- a fun fact about that movie. Bill Murray agreed to omit his name from the opening credits of the movie to prevent audiences from expecting a Bill Murray movie. He did Does, that in another movie, too. What other movie did he do? That Zombieland. In? Was he a surprise in Zombieland? Yeah. Okay. Um, Does that preclude Tootsie from being the best Bill Murray movie when Bill Murray himself determined that it was not a Bill Murray movie? And what is a Bill Murray movie? That's, that's what I was wondering earlier. Yeah. I, I, I would honestly say Zombieland is out just because it's a cameo. Yeah. It is one of the most Bill Murray moments in a Bill Murray, in a movie. It is, (laughs) it's genius. And it was also thrown in very last minute. It wasn't supposed to be Bill Murray. Did, did Bill Murray just say, I want to be in this movie? So they wrote him a scene. No, it was supposed to be, has everyone seen, uh, Zombieland. Okay, good. <laughs> Everyone who matters. So they're on the run from zombies. The apocalypse has happened. They end up in Hollywood and Beverly Hills and they seek shelter in a mansion, which turns out to be Bill Murray's mansion. And Bill Murray is dressed as a zombie. He's not a zombie. He dresses like one so he can like move throughout the city and not get eaten by zombies. And then one of the cast members thinks he's a zombie and sh- shoots him. <laughs> 
It's a really quick cram. But it was supposed to be, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, from Roadhouse. Patrick, Patrick Swayze? Swayze? Patrick Swayze. It was supposed to be Patrick Swayze. And there was a scene written in where he catches, you know, <laughs> he does the Eisenberg. full dirty dancing, uh, yeah. catch move. But, uh, sadly, Patrick Swayze got cancer. That's when he was dying right. of cancer. So, um, they had already started shooting the movie and didn't have that scene figured out. And Woody Harrelson was friends with Bill Murray and he's like, Hey, would you want Bill Murray? And the guy, uh, <laughs> Ruben Fleischer was like, yeah, can you get him? He's like, yeah. But they never got him to commit. Bill Murray was like, yeah, I'll be there on Monday. And they never had a contract signed. They never heard anything. And they're like, he's showing up, right? And they're, <laughs> they're like, I think so. I hope so. They had the whole day, you know, set up to shoot and he just showed up and he, knocked it out of the park. He notoriously yeah. works like that. Yeah. In that he does not care for agents and managers and publicists and all yeah. that. He, uh, he has an 800 number, as many people know, and that's how you get him to do a project, is you call Bill Murray's 800 number. And if he likes the project, he will do it. Yep. Or, I imagine Woody Harrelson didn't call the 800 number. It was the same with Lost in Translation. Sophia Coppola, like, kept calling it, and she would send the script, and he wouldn't reply, and she, I think she finally left him a message saying, I'm not making this movie unless you do it. And he was like, all right. I'll be, I'll meet you in Japan. It was another, it was like, I'll meet you in Japan. And they're like, yeah. okay, I hope so. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on paper. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a paperwork guy. Um, no. so is, are we safe in eliminating Tootsie and Zombie Land? And Zombie Land. Yeah. I w I mean, I wouldn't eliminate Tootsie because he took his name off of it. That's more because right. he had made stripes and meatballs. Right. At that so point, he was put pretty his early. Name on something, all of a sudden people are expecting that movie, which is not what Tootsie is. No. Right. So I don't, I don't know that that would necessarily disqualify it. I, I, to me, to me, there are other more Bill Murray movies, mm -hmm. even though that's a really good performance. Yeah. And I, I would assume. And Tootsie was also a mainstream movie. His other movies really weren't. Yeah. Up to that point. I, my guess is that it's probably not super high on your top ten. No. It's it's near the bottom. It's like top seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's number seven. It, it, <laughs> I have some that are that have arrows going sure. back and forth. So it's it's seven or eight. A lot of erasing and then yeah. redoing. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Um, were there any uh, Were there any how that you saw on this or the, on the master list that st that that deserve a shout out? I actually really like him in St. Vincent. I think there's mm -hmm. a you can sort of delineate him. And I know Bill Murray never tried to be tied down to and he he was always kind of all all over the map in terms of the projects he did. Just the comedies moved to the fore because that's what we remember, but in the latter half of his career, he shifted to doing more dramatic stuff and then finding finding the comedy and drama. And I think St. Vincent's a really good example of that. Mm -hmm. And it's it, you know, I I was moved to tears in that movie watching that movie. Uh, with him in it, Melissa McCarthy gives a great performance. The kid in that movie is great. It's just like a really good character study. Uh, it's not his best movie, but it's a really, really good one and worth watching. I want to throw a shout out to uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. Uh, because that's another one of these Bill Murray small cameos playing a masochistic dental patient. Yeah. Uh, who is yeah. just in love with the idea of Steve Martin drilling into Pain, his head. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves it, and 
Steve Martin, who enjoys inflicting pain, has no idea what to do with a person who actually enjoys the pain that he's inflicting. Yep. Uh, so that, if you haven't seen Little Shop of Horrors, see Little Shop of Horrors, uh, just for Bill Murray. And for the weird, it's, it's a good movie too. It's a great movie. <laughs> Just get it and fast forward to that yeah. ninety seconds. Fast forward to that ninety Throw seconds. Throw the rest in the trash. <laughs> yeah, listen to listen to suddenly Seymour because it's a great song. Yeah, but um, it's again, it's not a Bill it's Murray not a movie. Bill Murray it's a movie. Bill Murray cameo, yeah. which is awesome. Um, so let's uh once again because Hal, you don't have a pen on you, do you? I should have sure brought I one out here. I have one. Oh, great. Um, will you read off uh the eight remaining on your list? On mine? Yeah. Okay, so Rushmore, what about Bob? Um Ghostbusters. I just heard a yes from the audience on what about Bob. Yeah. Yes. Ghostbusters. Um Scrooged. Mm-hmm. Stripes. Um Kingpin. Groundhog Day. Lost in translation. Did I say that already? What, uh, what about Bob? You did not. How many okay. is that? And that's it. I think. Do you not have? I did you say Caddyshack? Did Caddyshack not make the list? Shack, Caddyshack's not even in my top ten. It's. Uh, <laughs> are you? <laughs> oh yeah, I can yeah. talk like this for a whole See, movie. <laughs> oh, oh, so it was the it was the caricature was a little much. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but it's it's a uh, it's also it's not a Bill Murray movie. It's a right. you know what do you call it a. An ensemble picture? An ensemble movie, yeah. All right. It's good. I, I Again, it's, I mean, it's close. Yeah. All right. I'm not Sorry, second Dave. guessing. <laughs> Dave's real upset about Chocolate this. Chocolate cheesecake. <laughs> I think I'll make it up to you. I think you'll be happy with the one I've picked. All right. Uh, so we're looking at our final eight then. Uh, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Scrooged, What About Bob, Groundhog Day, Kingpin, Rushmore, and Lost in Translation. Yep. Um, let's go, let's go chronologically. How's that with these? Let's talk Stripes. 81, 82? 81. Yeah, 81. Yeah. A classic, uh, a classic Bill Murray. That is Bill Murray being Bill, that is an amazing movie. It was also, I will say it, it was a movie that was written for Cheech and Chong. It was not supposed to be a Bill Murray movie. Right. That was supposed to be Cheech and Chong go to the army. Yep. But instead. And if you get the DVD, there is an ex, like there's a special edition DVD. There's a deleted scene, which you will then be like, Oh, this is definitely Cheech and Chong where they take acid and they're sitting in the back of a C-130 plane. And all of a sudden, a bunch of paratroopers get on, and the plane takes off, and they're tripping on acid. And then the drill sergeant's like, all right, everybody up, get your parachutes on. And they're just like, what the hell's going on? And they all clip in, and they just get pushed off into the jungles of South America, and they get separated from the troops. And it's just Harold Ramis and Bill Murray on acid, and they end up in like... A, a native village sitting around a fire. It, it's so Cheech and Chong. <laughs> is it? Is that a deleted scene or an entire other movie that they? Oh, tacked it's on yeah. a DVD? deleted like chunk. It's like ten minutes. <laughs> it's huge. You should just release that as a separate movie. Call it Stripe. I'm sure, two. you could probably find it on YouTube. It, it's worth seeing. It's it's amazing. And you're like, okay, I see why he cut this out. <laughs> uh, another uh, fun fact from our uh, researcher Kate McManus about the movie Stripes. Uh, Bill Murray and PJ Souls planned to do boot camp for two weeks. They lasted three days at actual boot camp. 
uh, which if I was at boot camp with Bill Murray, knowing the antics that he pulls now, uh, in real life, uh, I can't imagine boot camp with that guy. Someone like a sergeant trying to rein that guy in. Yeah. Um, I feel like it stripes is a super solid classic Bill Murray movie and that mm-hmm. there are better movies yeah. on this list. Yes. Left. And when I think about the movie, I think about, I certainly think, remember moments of it, but the person I remember more than anybody is John Candy. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know why he sticks in my head more. But be, it was think, one of his first like American movies, and because yeah. he had come from Toronto and SCTV, and it really boosted his career. Yeah, and I I think for as funny as Bill Murray is in this, he doesn't he hasn't developed the the ability to turn and do and show us like a little bit more acting that he that he would show us in other roles. Yeah, like this it's one just, just being him, him being a yeah. party guy. Yeah, he just yeah. messes up over and over and over again. Yeah, and then everything turns out fine. Yeah, it's not a perfect <laughs> movie. Yeah. it's Bill Murray, classic Bill Murray, but it's and it's two different movies. There's the boot camp half, and then there's them stealing this C one thirty RV and going into <laughs> the Soviet Union and or Czechoslovakia. It's crazy. I feel like so many of these early movies, the pitch was just. It's Bill Murray at a camp. It's Bill Murray in the military. Yeah. It's Bill Murray on a golf course. Yeah. Um, the, the beginning of that movie when his girlfriend leaves him. Oh yeah. Their apartment for some reason and their like how they were relating to each other. I was like, this is probably what adulthood's going to be like for me, like, <laughs> which is really sad. But also like I was like, that'll be my aesthetic is that is, is like a bare bones, cheap apartment. With a but, basketball but, hoop set up. And, yeah. And also, uh, the woman will invariably leave me because I brought pizza home. And ruined her a, dress. Yeah. She brought her dress. dry cleaning home and yeah. it got dirty. And yeah. It's not a perfect movie, okay? That's yeah. why it's not my favorite Bill Murray movie. I love it, though. It's one of the most quotable Bill Murray movies. Sure. Uh, speaking of quotable Bill Murray movies, this is another ensemble piece, but boy, is Bill Murray the king of this movie. Uh, the endlessly quotable, we've seen a lot of them walking around today at, uh, at, uh, Pensacon, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah. 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 That is next chronologically Ghostbusters from 1984, Dr. Peter Venkman. Uh, Bill Murray did not want to do the movie, but he did it anyway because, uh, Columbia agreed to finance a remake of The Razor's Edge from 1946. His first dramatic role. With him starring in it. And it was supposed to be an Ackroyd and Belushi movie. Mm-hmm. Is that originally. true? Yeah, Belushi was supposed know. to be one of the Ghostbusters. There was one. Where, there was a version where it was already set in the future, and they had already oh, been Ghostbusters for a while. Razor's Edge was supposed oh, yeah, to the be. Edge was <laughs> they were going to do the, the Razor's, Razor's Edge was supposed to be Cheech and Chong. <laughs> it's like the Blues Brothers. They were just going to roll a coffin in front of the camera and be like, uh, "Sorry, we got Belushi for this one. Oh, Too no. bad, Bill." <laughs> uh, we we you know we did best Ghostbuster a while back mm-hmm. yeah and Venkman did not win because no. he's a terrible Ghostbuster yeah but he's yeah. awful really at, at his job. job that's a theme with Bill Murray yeah like, he's a horrible yeah. camp director he's he's a horrible horrible head of a studio he's a horrible army man <laughs> is that army what you man. call him yeah. a soldier I guess. army man <laughs> what are you from you 19- went to military school yeah. I did you were an army boy I was an army boy. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're from 1941. Is he an army man? I'm an army boy. <laughs> <laughs> All army boys. 
Our men in blue are shipping off. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these fine ladies waving goodbye to our army boys. Go fight those Nazis. Buy bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Army Boys was also my band in the 80s. Army Boys. Gross. We're the Army Boys. Gross. We love you. Oh, you were a new wave band. Yeah. Did you have we, the hair? We didn't do well. No, nah, that's fair. I know I've never heard any of your songs, and I'm just now hearing about you being in this band. I'm not proud. <laughs> in general. Um, yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters is an iconic film. Again, like, yeah. it's hard to... It's really hard to sit down and talk about comedies and think about what is the what is the greatest comedy of all time. And the film that I keep coming back to in my head is Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's well, pretty perfect as a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. And you get those. That's when he starts to develop those moments. You know, when when Dana Barrett is coming on to him as a demon and he's showing actual care for her and you know not taking advantage of that. If it was Stripes, she would be pregnant. <laughs> yeah. They'd be having sex in a steamer trunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in Stripes. There you go. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, everybody go see all of these movies before this airs because there'll be spoilers. Sure. Um, <laughs> so let's do we. What else I do we have about Ghost? I mean, I feel like I would keep it as a final list. I will keep Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is one of those iconic all time uh, great comedies. And yeah. the thing is, uh, you mentioned that the yeah, there's subjectivity to this. But that's not what this show does. This show is we find the objective answer to subjective questions. The best. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's his I don't even think it's the best Bill Murray movie. I don't either. Um let me make a quick side tangent. Uh is there a difference between the best Bill Murray movie and the most Bill Murray movie? I think so. Sure. What is the most Bill Murray movie? Is that on this list? Is one of the finalists that we have on this list? The most Bill Murray movie? That would be like Ghostbusters or Stripes, I think. Yeah, That's it would have to be one of the yeah. one of I the early think ones. Groundhog Day is a very Bill Murray movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really hinges on him over and over and over again. There aren't really many other characters to but lean on. But it's kind of dramatic too. Like yes. he's yeah. in hell. He's like miserable, like yeah. And that's another one that changed because it was originally supposed to start with him already having lived yeah, through this yeah. like mm. like over a thousand years worth of time. Yep. Bill Bill Murray being miserable is kind of his thing now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um so do we want do we have anything else we want to say about Ghostbusters before we move on to the next one? I have something I want to say. Please. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Um put that in the record. That's so dumb. Yeah. For 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 official all time Steve AG ain't afraid of no ghost. Yeah. Um and now we're moving to uh the next one on this list is my personal all-time favorite Bill Murray movie. She's having a baby. Yes, she's <laughs> she's having a baby from 1988 with Kevin no. Bacon. With Kevin Bacon. Uh this is Scrooged. I watch it at least once a year. Uh regular listeners listeners of this show will know I'm a huge Christmas super fanatic. Uh and so this is one of those. This was a this is a, f- a finalist for best Christmas movie as well. What one? Uh, I mean, which one? Oh, that is one? a bone of contention, my friend. A Christmas story. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, it had to be, yeah, it had good. to be, uh, mediated by, uh, Judge John Hodgman. It's a whole, Hal and I are still fighting about it. It's the reason I deleted his phone number so I can only ever see him or talk to him when we do cons. Oh, I'm gonna man. punch you in the face as soon as this is over. <laughs> so hard, I'm gonna <laughs> knock you across this room. Son. 
I'm gonna hit you if so you guys hard. ever decide to end this podcast, I think the last episode you should do is which is the best host of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we did you that did as it? our April Fool's Day episode. We had his wife and my girlfriend as the guest hosts. Oh, that's funny. And they were way too polite, and they ended with, it's a tie. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, no, it's not a tie. I'm going to hit you so hard an angel's going to get its wings. <laughs> I'm going to stick your tongue to a flagpole. Ooh. Um, all right. Let's talk about Scrooged. This, to me, is perfect Bill Murray because he is not doing – He is he's reacting, for the most part, in this movie to everything happening to him, which I think is a lot of fun to watch. So often, he is the force of chaos uh, in his movies. Yeah. In this one in particular, it's uh, it's a Christmas carol and all of – He's the one that has the ghost to visit him. He's taken to his past. He plays himself at assorted ages, watching himself and assorted things. But the real, the real kicker for this movie that puts it at the top of my list is I've seen it a thousand times. I know what's coming and I still cry every time I hear his monologue at the end of that movie. Uh, when he catches the coin at the coin, which by the way, in a live taping of a television show, uh, he, Scrooge flips the coin out the window and the booth director on a live taping goes, follow the coin and the coin tumbles in slow motion <laughs> and Bill Murray catches it. Slow motion in a live taping. So does that, pr- that's, does that that's a great director. That's a great director. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does that one thing ruin the, I, so. At a certain point you have to suspend disbelief because this movie is about ghosts and him traveling in time. Right. Like I, I went but to see. But that's what bothered me. I went to see Hard Target with my dad. Uh huh. The Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Sure. We're all familiar. <laughs> oh, that Hard Target. Directed by <laughs> John Woo. <laughs> and, it, you know, the movie is a typical John Woo and Jean Claude Van Damme, which is lots of birds and yeah. splits. Doves. Slow-mo doves. doves and at, yeah. a, at a certain point, after, this is after he's stood on a speeding motorcycle and fired two guns at people. He goes to his family farm because he's from New Orleans. We buy that. Yeah. And I am from the city of New Orleans. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> he's not German. I don't know how to do his accent. He sounds like Artie Johnson. He's on from Latin. Belgium. Yeah. He, uh, no, that he, was, that was general European accent. <laughs> he goes into his family barn uh-huh. and he gets his shotgun out of a box and the shotgun is pristine. Mm-hmm. And somebody behind us goes, yeah, like the shotgun would be clean. Like they, they, <laughs> that was the moment that ruined it for they, that they, person. The, the, dis, the disbelief could not be suspended anymore. And for you, it's the coin flip. It's it's the coin flip in that movie. All right. Well, what are yours? What are your movie? What's your movie moment that made you go? Well, that took me out of it. None, because I still believe in magic, Mark. Wow. <laughs> you know, it takes me out of movies. So a lot of times, still is green screen. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. like. You can still catch it sometimes, and you know, a lot of they've, time they've almost perfected. They've almost, it. yeah, and but still, there will like with some of the there's these Marvel movies are amazing, and then there still will a movie will come out, and you're like, it's almost like we can put a man on space the, <laughs> on, on space. space. <laughs> we we can put a man on that man space on over space. there, <laughs> but we still can't do the green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes for me with Marvel movies, it's the, uh, it's the, the CG in the crazy action scenes. Any character whose face is covered, great. They get all of those right. But as soon as you see, like, 
Hawkeye, you know, you see Jeremy Renner's rendered video game face. And you're like, oh, okay, right. I forgot this is, this is all fiction. I should have remembered that this was fiction. Why am I thinking this is not fiction? When I went to see Justice League, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, even that is enough of a, an admission there. Yeah, I get wow. it. Wow. At I a con. Myself. And the villain first appeared, Steppenwolf. I was like, uh-huh. oh, I'm completely out of this movie now because it looks like it should be on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> I it's haven't so I haven't bad. seen the movie The Villain Steppenwolf. Are we talking like Magic Carpet Ride yeah. or are we talking the, band the, Chicago, the legendary Chicago theater company of Laurie Metcalf and John Malkovich? It's Laurie Metcalf <laughs> and John Malkovich playing the members of the band Steppenwolf. Ooh, I like that. It should Meta. be better. Way, what I just <laughs> described should have been better. And yet the CGI was terrible. And it, it does. That takes me out as well. Um, but the, the monologue in Scrooge begins right after that coin falls. And that is what puts me right back in that movie. Thoughts, gents? Nope. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that movie. That's that's an amazing movie. That yeah. made your top ten. Made my top ten. Yeah, it's not your top. It's got five. Bobcat Goldthwait. It does yeah. have Bobcat Goldthwait uh, as a character they just made up that isn't in a Christmas Carol. No. Sad sack Bobcat Goldthwait is pretty fantastic in that movie. Mm-hmm. When he just shows up at the end with a shotgun and chases a very happy Bill Murray around. Yeah. You guys, I could watch this movie a thousand times and have. I thought you have. Yeah. Okay. I've been around for a thousand Christmases. <laughs> is it, <laughs> Steve, is, is it in your top five? No, it's like, uh, it's eight. Yeah. It's, it's one of the eight, seven switches. Oh, it's, it's got arrows next to it. Yeah. I, 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 and I, it, the, wait, it lost. It went from seven. You were like, nah. Tootsie's better and drew a little it's arrow. One of, yeah, year. it's one of those. Uh, it depends on you know is my it, mood. Is it Tootsie or Tootsie? Tootsie. Why are you saying Tootsie? <laughs> I don't What's know. What's the Queen's English way, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Tootsie. 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 All right. Yeah. There you go. So it's Tootsie. <laughs> I thought. Oh, yeah. Tootsie's a Tootsie. movie. <laughs> Tootsie or what get cold when you're watching a movie on your couch. <laughs> like, oh, I got to get a blanket. I'm watching Tootsie and my Tootsies are cold. <laughs> Tootsie is what you call a small dog that follows you everywhere. That ne- <laughs> whose paws have never touched the ground. Tootsie was a roller skater on the Facts of Life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's to- Tootie, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tootsie is the plural of Tootie. when her twin showed up yeah it's like uh, attorneys general you put the s in the middle remember when they cloned tootie on the facts of life (laughs) no (laughs) they had tootsie running around oh yeah yeah Yeah. i do remember that so many roller skates yeah so the best bill murray movie might be tootsie but it is not scrooged no but it's man i really wanted i know you love it i do everybody like anything that's in the top 10 is obviously a very good movie sure we like it and yet let me ask you this. By the way, hold, I want to stop very quickly because mm-hmm. people who listen to the show will always go like, "What? you didn't give this one talk. And I know somebody who was born like 10 years later than I was is going to be like, what about Space Jam? I'm gonna, I just uh, want to put it out there right now Yeah. for all of you on mm-hmm. no uncertain terms. Space Jam is garbage. That movie I'm with is you. I'm with you on that. Garbage. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I never saw Space Jam and had no idea Bill Murray was in it until I read this piece of paper that is in my lap. I saw oh, it. Yeah, I saw it in college, and I don't get high, uh-huh. so I can't even figure out why I did it. <laughs> 
Which is weird because most of Michael Jordan's movies are great. I know. I checked out. I checked out on people acting with cartoons when Paul Abdul danced with that <laughs> cat. <laughs> I, I was like, nope, I, I can't. Nope, I won't see a movie where someone's Roger Rabbit. Nope, I can't. I Roger Rabbit's fantastic. What about Cool World where uh, Brad Pitt dates a cartoon? What about right? Cool I wouldn't know. World? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go to bat for that one? No, no. That is the most 1992 movie that was ever released. <laughs> like it couldn't have been released in 91 or 93 or any other yeah, year. It had to be 92, which I believe was the same year that that Paula Abdul video came out. There was uh, a real, right real collection attract. of yeah. – uh, That was 89, homie. Was it, was it really? Yeah, MC um, Scat Cat. <laughs> yeah. Why do you know that? <laughs> Hal went to go see MC Scat Cat's Unplugged on yeah. MTV live <laughs> taping. I saw Space Jam in the theater. Storytellers. <laughs> Storytellers with MC Scat Cat. Here's the thing, y'all. When you take two steps forward, you got to take two, two steps, steps back. back. You guys remember when MC Scat Cat was on 120 Minutes? <laughs> Where are they now? Uh, he was on what was Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> that cat didn't know how to run a hamburger yeah. joint. Oh <laughs> he was fighting with Penn Gillette. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> with that flat top cut. <laughs> All right. Oh. Um Moving down the list, let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> what about Bob? It's top five for me. What about Bob is pretty. It is epic. the most mainstream, I think, of the Bill Murray movies. It yeah. was like it's one that like my parents were like, I love this movie. Yeah. And, and uh but it it he kills it in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I mean, you were saying backstage he hated doing that movie. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, he's so good in it. That I I just watched that movie again uh, about a year ago, and it was one of those ones. I was like, "Oh, I forgot every moment of this is great." <laughs> uh, yeah, and the the rest of the cast in that movie is fantastic too. Yeah, uh, Richard Dreyfus just getting Richard Dreyfus playing the foil. There has not been a better foil since Margaret Dumont and the Marx Brothers <laughs> than a very flustered, uh, eventually nervously breaking down. Yeah, um, blowing Richard up Dreyfus. his house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks and, for those who don't know the the plot of this movie is Bill Murray is a uh, he has he's severe, a neurotic like, hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. He's got every mental disorder. So, so he goes to 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 see this psychiatrist, this famous psychiatrist played by Richard Dreyfus. Who is about to go on vacation and gives him his book instead. Baby steps. Say, yeah, I will meet when you get back. Bill Murray stalks him to Lake Winnipesaukee. Bill Murray's like, you're the best doctor I've ever had yeah. after like a five minute meeting. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, we'll schedule an appointment for the end of the summer. And he's like, what? And so Bill Murray, uh, yeah, stalks him, you know, to Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's, it's just full of, it's endlessly quotable. I mean, everyone knows, I'm sailing! When he's, uh, roped to the front of a, uh, of a, of a sailboat. A mast. Yeah. 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 And he, uh, you know, just kind of falls ass backwards into being a better father to Richard Dreyfus's kids than. It's great. Every character in the movie loves Bill Murray's yeah. character except <laughs> Richard Dreyfus oh. and it just infuriates him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an epic, uh, it's, it's great. Anything else on, uh, what about Bob before we talk about it in the finals with 
whatever it's go so far are we putting ghostbusters and what about bob in the finals it's what about bob is in my top five ghostbusters was number six for me okay on my list um but i mean i understand if you if top five for you guys i, I get it so f- i feel like these these two right here back to back 1991 and 1993 with a uh cool world right in the smack dab in the middle between those <laughs> movies um are i think two real contenders which is what about bob in 91 and groundhog day in 1993 uh we talked briefly about groundhog day by the way i just saw the musical groundhog day what? on broadway what? There is a Broadway musical of Groundhog Day. Is it just That's the same a- song over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> I got you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> you just watched scene one of Les Mis a thousand times. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it was really fun. Andy Carl played the lead role in it. Uh, Ooh. Andy Carl, who, he's a Broadway star who okay. previously played Rocky. So in Rocky the musical. So I guess Andy Carl. There was a Rocky musical? Dude, I saw the Rocky musical. Uh, and they would, okay, side tangent here, uh, <laughs> tangent, yeah, um, the, the Rocky musical, halfway through the show, they get to the big fight, or halfway through act two, they get to the big fight, the whole center front section of the orchestra gets up and goes up on stage to, uh, seating that has been, uh, the, like bleachers that they put on the stage, so that section of the audience is sitting on stage, and from the ceiling, a giant ring lowers down. So you are now in a, uh, in a proper boxing arena. And the seats that I had that were mediocre were suddenly the ringside seat. seats. Literally the, ringside seats. Literally That's... ringside seats for the, cause we were on the aisle. <laughs> but they're singing during a fight. <laughs> yeah. And not actually hitting each other. I'ma beat you up. <laughs> I'ma kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, it was, Look, it was an odd choice. Cut my eye, Mick. Cut my eye. Uh, look, I had a special. I had a special affinity for this musical because uh, I had recently moved to New York, and this was the first and only Broadway musical I ever got a callback for. Uh, to be for one it? of the dancers in the a Rocky dancer. musical. Because here's what they wanted non-dancers they're like we're gonna hire a bunch of dancers who just look like palookas from philly uh like they really wanted it like gritty left and they foot, were like, right foot left <laughs> foot right yeah by so, the way i was doing right foot and left foot when i was saying left foot right yeah so the dance combination that i learned was just a bunch of boxing moves and workout moves and i was like man dancing is hard it's just push-ups and burpees and punching the air so it was like, is the play like Tony and Tina's wedding, except you're just at a distance the whole time? <laughs> so it's just a bunch of like accents and yeah. conflict? Everyone's doing your Philly accent, Hal. You know, everything doesn't have to be a musical. Sure it does. I just realized that now. This this has to prove that. Like I have always, musical? this is for real, always wanted to write Tombstone the Musical. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have wanted to do that. But Do you have a song called I'm Your Huckleberry? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Are you going to do anything but just sit there and bleed? <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, get Mad away. Cap. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we got way off track. We did. We got a little off track talking about Andy Carl and the Groundhog Day musical, which was a lot of fun. Um, but it, it pales in comparison to the movie Groundhog Day. Yeah. Also starring, uh, Andy McDowell, uh, and 
uh, the famous, uh, the famous, uh, Stephen Tobolowsky. Chris Elliott. Chris yeah. Elliott. Yeah. It's, uh, he really is surrounded constantly by amazing casts. Yeah. Um, but uh, thoughts, uh, thoughts on Groundhog Day. I feel like our thoughts on all these movies are like, yeah, it's great. It's a really great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's another it's movie. A, I incredible. Would, I would put it above every other movie we've discussed so far. I would put I it. I would too. Yeah. I would put it up there with what about Bob? That those two for me are, and Scrooged, but you guys don't seem to like and Scrooged as much as I do. And Space I know Jam. two fellas who need to get visited by three ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, is one of them the ghost of MC Scat Cat's career? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. scathing burn. <laughs> MC Scat Cat, if you're listening to this episode, cartoon, if you're out there listening to this <laughs> yeah. episode, MC Scat Cat, I apologize for Hal Lublin. Um, all right, the next one on this list. Let's talk about Kingpin. Oh, Bill Murray. Yes. Bill Murray as a villain. Uh, an epic villain. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. Here's why this is, this is a master class in Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. This is the story that the Farrelly brothers tell about this movie is they, he agreed to do it and he would show up on set. I think maybe even just the first day they established a precedent. They gave him his sides, and as he stood in front of them, he tore them into, he tore the sides into pieces and said, "What's the scene about?" And they told him what the scene is about. Everything he does improvised. in that movie is improvised. Wow. Everything. So all the things, the hey, not, not you, you. <laughs> yeah. hey, or the uh, get me a uh, get me a decaf, and when you come back, when when you come back, wash that perfume off. Yeah, like everything <laughs> is improvised uh, that he does in that movie, and, and it's brilliant. Everything is perfect. My favorite line from that movie: "Finally, Big Earn is above the law." <laughs> yes, when he wins a bowling <laughs> yeah. tournament. Um. <laughs> he's yeah, so like, good in that movie and it's the most character work he's ever yeah. done well if you're bill murray and someone says you get to play a villain and here's some scenery <laughs> eat all of this and i don't know if he actually permed his hair for that or if he's wearing a <laughs> wig but it is incredible um all right so uh another high contender on the list have you seen it because you're not like and I'm, I'm just I saw I saw Kingpin. It's been a very long time a since I saw Kingpin. Uh, roughly when it first came out, and then a, like a couple of times on you know DVD after. It's also he's not super high on the call list. I mean, he's like probably three or four. Like yeah. it's really Woody Harrelson and um, uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Quaid's movie, but yeah. he steals it. I think. Yeah, every time he's there, yeah, he he steals the movie away. Yeah, it wouldn't be. As great as everybody else's, it wouldn't be the movie that it was without him as the villain. Like he's integral. That character is integral, and his performance is integral. And he's not in a lot of that movie. Like no, but when he shows up, yeah, Yeah. it's sort of like uh, he's sort of like his Dame Judi Dench in Shakespeare in Love, where he doesn't have to be on screen that much. But it's exactly like that. (laughs) What did you compare it to? That you remember that scene where everybody dropped their capes on the mud, (laughs) and Bill Murray walked across them. Look, the same wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Now we're moving to the only two movies on this list that come from the uh, latter period of a more somber, introspective uh, Bill Murray. And those two movies are Rushmore and Lost in Translation. Um, two very different movies. Two very different yeah. movies, but both post like uh, I think his most acting. Yes. Yeah. The, the super acty ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray's favorite movie that he ever made was, uh, Lost in Translation. 
So for what that is worth. Well, he didn't show up. I left a message on the 800 number. <laughs> he could have been here to help pick. I know. We keep calling that number. I mean, out of those two, not that we have to choose one from them. Right. I just, I, and I love them both, but Rushmore is such an incredible, it's a modern fairy tale. All, all yeah. Wes Anderson films are a modern fairy tale, but his, he's so good in that. And it felt so different than anything else he had done mm-hmm. up to that point. Lost in Translation feels like a continuation of, the work he did in Rushmore. Rushmore was was what ninety eight, and then Lost in Translation was ninety nine. Correct. Rushmore was ninety eight. Lost in Translation was two thousand three. Two thousand three. So very close. I feel like in Lost in Translation, he's. I feel like he's doing a lot more in Rushmore. I mean, he's got this sort of he's got this stoic thing, this sort of sad eyed thing that he has in Lost in Translation, and he's wonderful. And very, very subtle in the movie. But I feel like a lot of that is you can put, you can project your thoughts and emotions onto what is, I don't want to say, I mean, I know, he, yeah, he's brilliant in it. It's kind of a one note thing that he's doing through that movie. Uh, there's not a ton of variety. It's wonderful what he's doing, but I don't think he's terribly varied. Makes Lost sense? in translation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the things keeping it out of my, Number one is that it's, it's not, it, it's funny, but it's a different funny than yeah. what you think of when you think of Bill Murray. It's, it, the acting is amazing and it's touching. It's awesome. It's just, it, it's not a Bill Murray movie to me. No, he's just a great actor in a movie. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, the comedy comes, comes from him playing straight man to the yeah. entire country of Japan. Yes. When he yeah. goes on the talk yeah, yeah. show, like that's. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing to see him do that yeah. to play straight man because you're not used to that. He's always the guy who other people are reacting off of. Um, but I, I, I agree. It doesn't feel – it's not a Bill Murray. It's a Sofia Coppola movie mm-hmm. that he's in yeah. and gives a masterful performance. But yep. it's, it's not – it doesn't feel as – it's not – it's neither the best Bill Murray nor the most Bill Murray. Yeah. It was number four on my list though. Wow. Oh. Is the number Sorry. is the number one movie on your list still in contention? Yeah. Oh no, I mean we've we've mentioned the number one movie on okay. my list already. All right. I love that there is this secret list that you're like the well it was it was our that was we decided I realize uh, that but it, yeah it's like you're the Oz the great and powerful you're like I got it on this easily, I got it on this tiny piece you of could easily hotel disagree paper. with it too. Um, I already disagreed about Scrooge, but y'all shut that down. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, let's talk a little about Rushmore. Uh, another great performance, uh, a wet, but does Rushmore suffer from the same thing that, uh, Lost in Translation does in our determination in that when I think of Rushmore, I don't think of a Bill Murray movie. I think of a Wes Anderson movie. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. He doesn't rise above. He just fits really well. Mm. And it, I mean, he's, He's in every single Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Including the, that great bit in the Darjeeling Limited where you expect the movie to be about him. He's not in Bottle Rocket. Oh, oh that's true. He's not in Bottle Rocket. Which is my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Have you guys it's seen so Bottle good. Rocket? Oh, man. Yeah. It's my favorite. Bottle Rocket's great. But Rushmore's I, my second favorite. There's wow. going to be a special edition that he puts out where they CGI Bill Murray into the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah but right? If, if Bottle Rocket did have Bill Murray, it would be... 
even better. The problem is he can't get added now because Steve doesn't like the green screen thing. Yeah. And you'd see that like weird halo around Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. And be like, oh, that would infuriate me. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fact that they added him to the movie, just that you could see that little yeah, uh, even if his outline performance was perfect. I'd be like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, all right. So what are, what, what, let's come up with our two. Uh, two to duke it out for the so what are, ultimate Bill left? Murray movie. What are our finalists? Our finalists as they stand now are yes. Scrooged. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. MC Scat Cat. <laughs> MC Scat Cat and Rocky Andy Carl. <laughs> Rocky, the Rocky, Rocky the Musical. Was uh, it called Rocky the Musical or was it just called Rocky? You was, know what? I don't care. Go ahead. Great. It was called Rocky <laughs> with an exclamation point. I, oh my God. <laughs> Burn it to the ground. Um... <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I feel like it's interesting that the ones that, uh, that sort of popped out as ones that we were like, these are, these are ones are the mid career. They're not the early super wacky Bill Murray and they're not the late, uh, sad sack Bill Murray. They're sort of right in the sweet spot in the middle of that. If, yeah. Tell me if I you guys, agree, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's what about Bob Groundhog Day, uh, and Kingpin were those the ones that we, or what? Sorry. You're you're looking at me and grinning because you said Sad Sack Bill Murray, and, and all I could think of was Bill Murray playing the comics character Sad Sack, which maybe a few people know it was basically wow. a World War One soldier who was lazy, <laughs> like he was Beetle Bailey before Beetle Bailey. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> we are at Pensacon right now, and you pulled such a deep cut that an audience of people who are at a comics convention was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> Shout out to okay, so Beetle Bailey is on the list. Sarge. Um all right. Uh so I feel like it's between I feel like it's between what about Bob and Groundhog Day? And Sad Sack. And Sad Sack. Uh the movie that has yet to be made. I think Kingpin should also be in consideration. Kingpin in the mix. What was the number one on your list? Groundhog Day. All right. Yeah. Fine. A light smattering of applause. <laughs> <laughs> it's not golf. A fourth smattering of more applause. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so but I feel the like but number two on my list was Rushmore. Wow. Ah. Uh, for for Bill Murray movies, right? <laughs> not, not for not comedy movies. Not for greatest films of all time. Right. Right. So you don't. It's you, very Bill. Yeah. You put what about Bob over Ghostbusters? Uh, as a Bill I, Murray I movie, yeah, I would put it. I did. Uh, it feels like, uh, but I, out of all of these, all of them are great ensembles. And uh, what uh, what about Bob is an ensemble movie, and uh, as well as Ghostbusters is. So, with that in mind, I think your number one is is hard to beat. Thoughts? Yeah, I. Groundhog Day is really great. I, I know, Steve. What would your number one be? What was? You know what? I, I always forget. It's sort of like, it feels like juggling and then you keep adding balls because you think like, oh, I love Ghostbusters. What about, yeah. uh, what about Bob? What about Lost in Translation, Rushmore? All these things come up, but Groundhog Day, you talk about another movie that's <clears throat> practically flawless in mm -hmm. how it's executed. Like they, Set up the premise, they deliver it really well, yeah. and they wrap up the movie in a in a satisfying way. And it's like just Bill. It's pure Bill Murray. It, the, mm. the it goes all over the place too. It goes so dark when he's trying to kill himself. Yeah, that whole section of him mm. trying to kill himself is so dark. Yeah, and it comes back from that. Yeah, like it really takes you on a full journey. Yeah. I, I 
I, it, I'd be hard pressed. As much as I love Kingpin, I couldn't put Kingpin above Groundhog Day. I'm like, gonna. All I want right now is to go watch Groundhog Day. That's all yeah. I can think of. Is like, boy, that would be nice to go watch it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add another mm-hmm. thing that is going to tip the scale in Groundhog Day's favor. No other movie on this list has changed fundamentally the way that we think about a holiday. Every February 2nd, I don't think about a groundhog seeing his shadow and whether or not we're going to have six more weeks of winter. Every February 2nd, I go, oh, yeah, Bill Murray repeated the same day of his life over and over again. When you say Groundhog Day, now I feel like the first thing people think is a day that is repeated into infinity. Yeah, if if I'm saying to someone, oh, I'll see you tomorrow, and they're like, Groundhog Day, I don't think, oh, it's it's the day we just we figure out how many more weeks of winter. Yeah, my first thought is Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, have we have we reached a a decision? Does MC Scat Cat know how to dance? Tell if you would please. He does. <laughs> Not the answer I was hoping for. People of the world, two steps forward, two steps back. We come together because opposites attract, and you know. Groundhog is just a natural, natural fact. fact. Do, do, do. We go together like opposites attract. One of them. Do you know one of them? We that's... could be lovers. Wait, hold on, hold Jesus. on. In that song, they part of the reason they don't get along is the cat smokes. <laughs> <laughs> also, she makes the bed and he steals the covers. Yeah, but she also. What a dark painting of a relationship. Cause he's, she's like, I don't like cigarettes. He's like, I like to smoke. Cause like, he does sing that part with gusto. I just imagine them out of dinner, like, honey, I want you to live. This is very dangerous. It's bad for you to smoke. He's just like, I like, I like to, to smoke. smoke. I legitimately hate that video and song so much. And it's bothering me that you guys keep talking about it and that you know so much about it. <laughs> Uh, all right, Hal, bring us home. <laughs> People of the world, uh, everybody, anybody Stop. who is uh, in our age bracket and is in, involved in comedy or enjoys comedy loves Bill Murray and looks up. He's like a, just this ethereal figure in comedy. And he's created such a canon of work over the course of his career that he continues to add to. But the greatest, yes, go ahead. I was going to say, I have two Bill Murray stories. Oh, please Ooh, go. That well, happened please. to friends of mine. I, one of my friends, Susan Yegley, uh, said this was back in the 90s. She was going to the post office. She would mail a letter or buy stamps. I don't remember what it was, but she parked her car. and She was walking to the post office. This is in Hollywood, the one on Wilcox. Mm-hmm. And she said <laughs> Bill Murray walked out of the post office. Dressed normally, but he was wearing one of those tall white chef hats. <laughs> <laughs> he was just out running errands in a white one of those uh, like stove top, like stovepipe white chef hats. He's Bill Murray. He can do whatever he wants. My other friend Mackie, he was a, a bellhop at the, um, I think it's the Sheraton up at Universal uh, Studios or Universal City. And he said one day he was standing out in front of the hotel with his, you know, luggage cart and a limo pulled up and Bill Murray got out. It's <laughs> like, and he gives his luggage to Mackie and he takes out a hundred dollar bill, rips it in half, gives him half of the hundred and he goes, you'll get the rest if my bags make it. <laughs> All right. Got the other half taped it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great because it's not like yeah. he gave him 50 bucks. 
it can only become it's either zero or one hundred dollars. Exactly. Um all right. It has been uh determined then how? People of the world, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's it. This is the third time you've done that. Stories. Yeah. It's Groundhog Day. Do you guys agree? Third time. All right. Cool. cool. I think we got it right. So uh Steve A. G. Thank you, thank you for for coming on the show. Oh, thanks and for having me. Uh, <laughs> you are also a podcaster with our dear yeah. friend Busy Phillips. Billy, tell, Busy Phillips and I have a podcast. Tell everybody what it's to called. Do. We're no doctors, and we are actually not doctors, uh, but we are both extreme neurotic hypochondriacs. So it's two hypochondriacs talking about medical related issues. <laughs> Perhaps you should read the book Baby Steps. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for yeah. coming on the show and joining us. This has been a treat. I don't know why we just shook hands like that. Like you went to was, point at me, and I thought you yeah. were reaching to shake hands. But we did anyway, and, and now, we're shaking hands on an audio podcast. Yep, great. Mark points with his whole hand because he worked at Disneyland for so long. You can't point with one. Yeah, finger. you can't point with one finger. So he uses because uh, Walt always pointed with two fingers. Yeah, yeah, like a flight attendant. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so this topic is, uh, settled, uh, for all time, the greatest Bill Murray movie, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets, check out the maximum fun subreddit or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who sat in the audience with a mic the whole time. Hi, Ken. <laughs> he just held He it didn't up. say hi, he just waved the mic. Thank you, Ken. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus for that long and exhaustive list that she put together for us. Thank you to graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you as always to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thank you to you, our listeners, those who can hear me uh at home or in their car or wherever they listen to their podcast, and those of you who are in this room right now at Pensacon. Thanks for coming out tonight. Uh this was a lot of fun. You guys are awesome. Thanks to everyone at Pensacon for putting this whole thing together for us. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Going into a bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's, it's an actual conversation. And you know, sometimes it gets real. No, but my mother, I remember my. I remember when I got, <laughs> this is going to become a therapy session very quickly. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. That was a great interview. Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.